what it is how's it going everybody today we're gonna be making our own reality show you know with all of the TV shows and movies on hold because of the strikes going on, we figured, you know what, why don't we throw our hat in the ring and make our own show? So we're going to talk about all the things we would like to see in a reality TV show, some, maybe some competition, some, uh, you know, house stuff, uh, who knows what we're going to talk about, and there's only one way for you to find out, it's to sit back, relax, grab a snack, grab a beverage, and listen on in to The First Ones to Die. to die podcast my name is jonathan i am here with my lovely co-hosts alex and jerome how are you both doing on this fine day night afternoon whatever time the listeners listening to it how are you doing jerome how you doing doing good uh i just got mortal kombat one uh been that's right like ripping out spines cracking backs uh tearing arms off doing all the stuff it's great this game is disgusting (laughs) i thought the fatalities of mortal kombat 11 were bad there's there's fatalities in here where i'm like for god's sake like as i'm watching i'm like for god's sake they're already dead leave them alone (laughs) because it's just it just gets that it's that brutal it's worse and it's and also the game is gorgeous like all of the graphics look great like the skin like uh, every like all of everybody's skin and you can see like their pores and stuff it's so crisp and clean and uh and really good but that makes the fatalities that much worse because they look like people <laughs> you're just so you see there's one in particular where a dude just like cuts arms and legs off puts them on a pole and now he's at the top of the pole. He's like, nah, that's not enough. I need to make sure that they're dead. And then he pulls their ribcage and using their ribcage, pulls them further down <laughs> the pole so that their Jeez. head will come off. Jesus. Like, it's 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 terrifyingly, like, real. I, 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 I'm going to be honest. I remember what, like playing Mortal Kombat 11 and being like, these fatalities scare me. And but I think this is as far as it can go. And then Mortal Kombat One was like, "Hold my beer, I gotta show them something real quick." <laughs> and so now I'm like, if they make another Mortal Kombat game at that point, like, it's gonna be too much. All right, it's not gonna. <laughs> like, I don't think I'll ever do a fatality again because it'll be too much, just too much. Which um, one's the one that, that really said, bothered though, you? Huh? Was there any particular one that was like, "This, this is you too far, mm-hmm. too far, Mortal Kombat." there's a couple one in particular there's uh one with a character named natara who's a vampire and she has a fatality where she summons bats to go inside of a person's body and then you see the bats flittering around in there like poking through their stomach as blood pours out of them because they're getting ripped apart then she rips their stomach open and the bats fly out just covered in blood i regret asking this question yeah <laughs> you still say it it's gross it's like disgustingly terrible and also audience i apologize if you're very squeamish and stuff um the apology after yeah i'm sorry <laughs> afterwards i'm so sorry that you're uh, squeamish. but 
But that being said, though, the game is good, though. It's really good. It's um, like the story mode is so good. It's what the damn Mortal Kombat movie should have been um, that we got like a couple years back. Um, it's it's uh, very detailed. All the actors do a great job, except and I hate to call her out because I feel bad because I, I feel like she's going to get picked on. But it, it, it's kind of deserved is Megan Fox. They did yet another thing in Mortal Kombat 11. They had uh, Ronda Rousey come in and play Sonya Blade, which was kind of made sense. It's like she's an actual fighter in real life. She's playing this person who's a fighter in this game. Kind of makes sense. But Ronda Rousey is not a great actress. She's never been. <laughs> she's just a really popular sports figure who's been in, blessed enough to be in movies and television. And so a lot of people were like, Rhonda's not great. She's very stoic or whatever. But at least she got the pass of she's an athlete. She's not like a trained actress, whatever. For Mortal Kombat 1, they decided to do that again. But this time, their celeb casting was getting Megan Fox to play the character of Natara, the vampire woman. And she like, and I'm like, okay, Megan Fox is an actual actress. Like she's like, you know, been trained. She's not like the best per- the actress in the world, but she's got chops and I've liked her in, in projects she's done. And she sounds like she could not be bothered to add any type of personality to this character at all because she is so damn flat. Every line Ooh. she says is so one note. She'll say stuff like, uh, there's like there's one line where um, all the characters have interacting lines with each other before they fight each other when you play like um, versus mode or whatever, right? And uh, her and like Natara and Kung Lao, there's a, a line where Natara is supposed to say, uh, or Kung Lao's asking about Raiden's wife or somebody or Raiden's sister who's gone missing, and Natara is I guess a culprit in like kidnapping her, and so she says. Uh, like, oh, poor Kung Lao. Like, you'll never see her again. Like, that's, that's, that's the line. It's supposed to be this menacing line. Megan Fox says, like, poor Kung Lao. You'll never see her again. That's the reading. The lit- for verbatim same tone. And I'm like, you couldn't even be bothered to put the, the villainous inflection on the again. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's that consistently. And I don't know if maybe she was nervous or she's not experienced voice acting wise as opposed to live action because that could be yeah, a part I don't think of it I've ever seen her in, or i haven't heard her in any live actions or anything like that yeah like it, voice acting is different so for a lot of people it's not as and it's not an easy like transition to be a, a good at voice acting compared to live action acting so i will give her that if maybe that's what it was but it's just a thing where i'm like y'all need to stop with the celeb casting and or if you do do it do it like you did for, because also, Jean-Claude Van Damme is also in the game as well as Johnny Cage. But not as the main, like, in the story mode, main version of Johnny Cage. They still got, like, the voice actor from the last game for that. He's just a separate skin that you can put on, like, a costume. So if you want to play as Jean-Claude Van Damme, like, online or whatever, you can do that. And they got Jean-Claude Van Damme to come in and read some lines for that. And even he puts more personality in. Then like Fox did. Feeling some resentment or issue there. I uh, so I I just I just feel bad. I mean, it's not like Natara is really an important character in the story mode or 
anything like that. It's just, so it's not like she's around much, but for the little bit she is in there, I'm like, damn girl, you gonna let everybody act circles around you? Like, <laughs> everybody? It's a shame. Um, but other than that, also been playing Baldur's Gate as well. So in a D&D mood, it's been great. Me and Ari have been playing it together because um, you can play it split screen and it's been fun. Um, so yeah, so a lot of playing a lot of video games. Other than that, I've been kind of just chilling. I haven't been watching much. Um, been working a lot, so I'm really tired. <laughs> and that's my life. There you go. Alex, your turn. Go. <laughs> All right. Um, I started my new job, which is a lot like my old job, uh, just at a different clinic. It's been nice. There's been le- it's been less stressful, but the stress is now in another place because this is a brand new clinic, a brand new office, and nothing is set up yet. And we're supposed to open clinic on Monday, so nothing. We barely got our office furniture. They were still putting up like the artwork and stuff oh. this week. So we will see how that all goes. Um, as I mentioned earlier to you guys, I saw the Storms, the Seattle Storms play the Los Angeles Astros. I think that's their women's basketball team with Lauren on Sunday, which was super nice. And this is, it's just fun. It's a, it's like, it's nice to go to sporting events. Um, there's just something about them where you can't help but enjoy yourself. Even sometimes when they get a little too loud. I hate when the announcers or whatever they're called do that. They're like, make some noise. It's like, I'm trying to watch the game. Like, I get what you're trying to do (laughs) and like cheering and all that. But I'm also watching the game. I'm actually watching the game. Um, So I need to hear people not yelling right here. They need to. Does they it, need to hear the crowd of the. They need to hear the crowd is cheering for them. Sometimes it amps them up and gets them like, like look, we we were like we were uh, feeling down because we're down like thirty points, but the crowd's feeling it. They're into it. Damn it, we're gonna get into it. Well, like, maybe victory, maybe if they were down thirty victory. <laughs> maybe if they were down thirty points, they should like you know have some time to themselves and be like. <laughs> Man, I'm just saying I've played yeah. games where the cra- the cheering of the crowd does amp you up. It makes you feel like it's like, listen, they're they're cheering oh, for hey, us. Ch- you got to do this for them. Hey, Cheddar. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I do know he just stops oh, and covers sorry. you entirely from the <laughs> tail all the way down. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Are you good? Was there something I can assist you with? No, just wanted. Uh, well, the Seattle Storms <laughs> has no fucking defense, so the crowd cheering clearly didn't help them with that. I will say the team manager <laughs> one freaking absolutely slayed in her outfit. She had these like yellow pants on, and then her stance every time they did a huddle, she was like standing with her like the power pose or her legs spread, and it was so funny because <laughs> compared to her height to all these players, she's she was already like av- looked like she was about average height. So she spread down, so she shrunk a little more, so all those players had to bend down even more. Felt like that was a real power move. So much respect for that woman. She's got to let them know. Right? Right? Mm. I've been playing a little bit more of Lake, which is that cozy game we're talking about where you just get mail stuff around an Oregon coast thing and make friends with the locals. (laughs) It's nice to just zone out sometimes. Um, Mm -hmm. Not that I haven't had 
other than the opening of the clinic, I haven't had too much of a busy week or many things going on, which is kind of nice because it's like I'm trying to focus on one thing to another and I'm trying not to split my attention as much because that was a big issue I found I was doing was just not paying attention to what I needed to take care of or what was important and just kept trying to split my attention lately and focus. And nothing creepy has happened. So nothing more creepy has happened. So you can't blame the Ouija board. Nothing has happened. That's because he was like, fine, I guess you don't want me to send my demonic friends over for a party. Okay, I see how it is. <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> glad to hear that because after we got off, it was so uh, after we like exited off, off the podcast last week, I was a little bit concerned. <laughs> I'm glad to see that everything is okay uh, it, this week. Why so creepy? Uh, the only story I do have to share is I think it was like Wednesday or something. I ended up running late to work because Cheddar sat on my glasses. He sat on my glasses. Um, for some reason, when you're blind, when you wear thick glasses, there's a period of time in the day where you forget that you wear glasses and you can suddenly see. For me, that's like right in the morning around 5 a.m. I get out of bed. I don't put on my glasses. I'll feed them. Kind of do a little bit of routine. Then, you know, go back over when I realize I can't see anything. And I can't grab anything because my depth perception's off. Mm. Couldn't find them anywhere. And I'm like, all right, they fell off my nightstand. Looked around. Couldn't find them. And I was like, okay, where the hell could they have gone? 20 minutes I look for these things. 20 minutes. And I have lost my glasses before I've dropped dropped them on like a mat or something. And they blended in. I've had to actually FaceTime people and be like, do you see them anywhere? Like freaking Dora. Um, <laughs> but I ended up pushing him over. So I was like, are you sitting in them? Because he often sits on the remote. There he was just sitting on them for 20 minutes. He let me frantically run around this tiny ass apartment. Just to, for funsies, <laughs> I don't know. Look at bastard. There he is. Also, it's uh, Hispanic Latin Heritage Month. So it's my month now. True. Anything said against <laughs> me is a hate crime. Putting out that in just putting that out there now. There we go. How's your week been, Jonathan? Yes, happy. <laughs> John Bond. Yes, happy the deal. Hispanic Latin heritage. Right? John Bond. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> Jojo. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyways, uh, <laughs> been consuming, been consuming some media uh, that I won't name. But last week, after we exited podcast, watched a. Uh, uh, an old classic movie in 3D, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, this week watched a spooky new movie. <laughs> and then uh, this week I've also been watching, um, and I'll talk about the book, because the book's not sh- not struck. So I'll talk about the book. The Other Black Girl, um, they made a TV series um, on a streaming platform about it, and I've been watching that. I really liked the book. So I'm trying to see what the TV show was all about. So far, it's mm, might get a little more interesting, but yeah. Uh, and then uh, next week, have some spooky activities planned. Uh, Going to go to um, Horror Nights. And then... Um, Is that in the, at the Universal? Um, yeah, but I didn't want to say the name. 
Oh, I see. Well, I mean, you know, that, that's the company name. Like, I guess I'm right. censoring company names too, or just I just no, because we've talked about names. like Paramount and stuff like that. So. Okay, okay. <laughs> as long as you don't, I feel like as long as we're not promoting projects, we're like okay, we're not crossing any boundaries. We're not saying hey, go see anything. We're not showing support towards any films or TV shows. Um, there have been a lot of not producers, but like. Like Drew Barrymore, a lot of people like her crossing their own picket line. So yeah, I just right like an hour before we came on here, I watched her like apology video. Yikes! Is she, and she, and she deciding that, to not do it now, or is she still gonna go? No, no she's continuing. Show. She's okay. still doing her show, and as you can imagine, people are not happy. And I feel like Drew Barrymore was one of those people that's like that was like universally loved by everyone, and now it's like just doing this one thing. It's really gonna like affect your reputation um yeah it's a weird double-edged sword too because on one hand like i was like watching the john campia show talk about it on youtube and i i think he did make some fair points in that like like you know it's like it's it's solidarity until it isn't like the wga went on strike and you better believe actors did not give a shit (laughs) they still i mean they might have cared on a personal level but they still went to work until SAG-AFTRA was like, and we're also going on strike. So, you know, it's like this whole idea of like, listen, if y'all on strike, we on strike. It's like, yeah, until it isn't. So I I can see Drew Barrymore's side of it of like, I have people on my staff on my own show that I make by myself, even though technically it's underneath another studio that I want to make sure is taken care of who are not union. So I get that. But at the same yeah, time, it's like but she tried to be like have... she tried to run off her show as this is uh, news broadcasting when this show, right. yeah, yeah. So she was already trying to where find a, like, a, a weasel way out where it's like, okay, your intentions are not where you're saying they are. So when she's purely, she's entertainment. Yeah, like it's yeah. it's a weird like that's the thing where it's like, but it's at the same time it's like you are still underneath somebody else though. It's not like you own the studio and and everything like that. Like yeah, you produce your show, but you don't own it technically. It's like underneath the network and like stuff like that. That and is struck, and you know that, you know. So it's a weird. And normally her, thing. yeah, because normally she would have because things like news shows. Um, they're still going because they they don't have right they don't have writers under the WGA right. But her show did, and now she's just going back without them. Um, so even though even if like you know it's not a, a SAG production, it's not uh, she's still she, even though she's not like breaking any rules, any SAG or WGA rules, she's still crossing the picket line, which is like what people are upset about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's a weird thing, and I like I get it though. I think I get it in this from the sense of like nobody planned for this strike to be this long. I don't think not 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 only the producers, but I think the WGA and SAG after also. I don't think planned for the strike to take to be this long. I think in their minds they were like they'll see the reason they'll see reason at least within like two months, and now it's going on like four. For I think it's four for SAG-AFTRA, like almost five for the WGA. Like that's damn near half the year of what? a bunch of people not working. 
I honestly believe they would have eventually settled because, like, a lot of strikes, unfortunately, just end that way. They're like, all right, we do need to start going back to work, you know, all this stuff. Uh, and, mm-hmm. you know, when writing's one of your part-time jobs, unfortunately, somebody who worked two part-time jobs while going to school full-time, it makes a difference when one is gone. You feel it. Mm-hmm. I think it's when the producers and production companies open their stupid mouths and nobody let our pe- and like let people know, you know, they said the th- the quiet stuff out loud. But like, we'll just let people starve themselves out. So now you're just like everybody's gonna be like, Oh no, <laughs> fuck you, definitely now. And also where are like PR teams like what what is their deal? Why are there no PR team working anymore? Are they connected to the writer strike? Is like nobody writing for it's PR the post teams anymore? Tr- <laughs> that, that may be, but it's the post-Trump era, all right? Like they they've 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 given up because I'm sure Trump's PR team, like they they oh. they were drinking every day because I can't imagine it's like because you'll tell him what to say, but then he'll go on Twitter and say what he want to say anyway, and then you're just like, God damn it! Like, <laughs> why are we here just to suffer? <laughs> we worked so hard. <laughs> yeah, like every PR team I hear about nowadays, I'm like, other than like Sophie Turner's PR team, all the other ones are not great. And hers, I guess, are British. So, like, it's not even a, an American PR team just handling stuff. That's pretty bad. But I'm sorry, I interrupted. But, Can you, what, what else is going on in your life, Jonathan, right now? Yeah, we, we went <laughs> on a tangent. Sorry. <laughs> we often do. Well, I feel like, I feel like that was our weekly. Uh, SAG WGA strike PSA. I mean, so uh, we got through that. Yeah, they say there's infighting amongst the producers is half the problem too. Actually, now that I think about it, that's a uh, which I can believe that. I'm sure there's some producers who are like, man, look, y'all may be cool with spending all this damn money, but I'm not. Look, let's just give them what they want. It's been months. <laughs> I'm tired. Well, think about it. Like House of the Dragons with Sophie Turner's like divorce and. Joe Jonas? Yeah, with everything going on. Think about how much they could be making promoting House of Dragons. Promoting well, she's anything not on that show. Yeah, but people are connecting Games of Thrones with House oh, of Dragons. Oh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's I true. I mean, yeah. people are going to the Jonas Brothers account and commenting like Queen of the North everywhere. Like that connection <laughs> and everything. House of the Dragons is probably like, this is like people will come just watch our show because we're connected to Game of Thrones, and they can't do anything. They can't promote. They can't talk. They can't. Nothing. So it's like, that's probably frustrating. They can't, you know, use celebrities' fallouts for their own game. <laughs> and there's a lot of them going on right now, so I'm sure it's frustrating for producers. Yeah. I mean, you know, listen, this is what happens when you, re- like, I, I, like, I love the Dark Knight quote, where it's like, all these civilized people, you know, push them and then they're just they'll all eat each other i'm paraphrasing of course but it's true it's like all these rich producers it's like now that now the now the claws are going to start coming out because there's some who are going to be like look i'm tired of spending money on a set that nobody's on okay damn it y'all need to get this together because i'm just gonna i was just gonna tell i was gonna agree to these terms but y'all don't want to agree so now we got a problem (laughs) it's just they'll start causing like infighting and and just like people not being able to agree because Certain people want to keep all their money. Others are willing to compromise. Some are already on the boat anyway. They're like, I, I agreed from day one. I was waiting for y'all to catch up. 
So it's just now it's just like, I'm sure and that's a big hurdle too. <laughs> had they simply agreed to pay their writers, you know, a proper living wage, they wouldn't have the actors probably going on straight acting for royalties from the streaming services or anything like that. They wouldn't have to deal with this whole other mess, but they were like, no, we're going to leave the writers alone. Well, now the actors are like, you know, I realize I don't get paid for the fact that my show is constantly streaming and is one of the most streaming popular shows. We should look into that now. So now you just lost more money and now you're losing more money on top of it because you were just like, like with Paramount or Universal Studios where they tore up their sidewalk, where they cut the trees and down and everything like that. Yeah. To it. I'm like, how much, how much did that cost you? Not only in work, but like in fines, because I know you guys didn't get permits to do this. <laughs> so how much did it cost you in fines? All you had to do was pay 3% to all your writers. But no, let's do property damage that you'll have to repair later and all this stuff and make up timelines and movies and things like that. And it's like, who, who's in charge of you guys? When they cut the trees, it doesn't make sense. I was like, they are like, they go cut their trees. I, I imagine the, the strike leader being like, they go cut their trees. Well, guess what? We going down to Walmart and we buying canopies. Let me hear y'all say it. <laughs> just, just all the Which rhymes. Which honestly, they did. They like walked around and like <laughs> umbrellas. Yeah. As they should. Exactly. Jonathan, uh, <laughs> like if if you had the the ability you know to uh because i i know you're not working on necessarily a big tv show or movie or anything but do you be going down there sometimes just to kind of walk with the march for a little bit uh so i haven't been able to march i've seen a lot of people who i uh know on social media and stuff um usually because because it's in my like boring office job hours. Mm. Uh, but I support, you know, I support, I share on social media. I uh, like on social media, um, you know, oh. don't talk about the movies on the podcast. So speaking of which also audience, uh, we have been putting in the descriptions, the uh, I forget what it's called right now, but like the film, I think it's like the arts and entertainment uh, fund to support, actors and writers who are on strike um, in the description below. So if you want to support any of the actors and writers that are on strike, it's a fund dedicated to uh, giving them money for things like, you know, paying their bills, uh, food, gas, all that stuff. So please do donate if you, if you, if you're led to um, and support. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan, well, finish up though. Uh, what, yeah. What, 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 what else did you have? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Uh, that was that was about it. I was just uh, going to talk about some of the stuff that I was looking forward to next week, which is like um, Horror Nights. And uh, there's this show getting produced in L.A. who I know somebody um, who's in it called uh, Angel of Light. It's apparently like a, hmm. a, a creepy, spooky, interactive, uh, immersive theater experience. So um, I'm looking forward to that. And um, yeah, it seems like for me, it seems like this is going to be a good Halloween year because I'm already normally I don't even think about the word Halloween until October 1st. But I guess I've kind of been forced to. <laughs> um, but I've, I've been enjoying all of the spooky stuff that that has gone on over the past however many weeks and will continue um, even more until Halloween, which is not even for like over a month and a half. So 
months. <laughs> thinking of, uh, but it feels like it's this month. Think of Horror Nights. I actually just saw, and it, I can mention this because in reference to the video game, not the TV show, actually, um, is uh, The Last of Us. They did like the themed Horror Night, like Last mm-hmm. of Us thing. Which I know, I know two people who are in that uh, house. Cool. Who are in that house at, uh, in, in the one here in LA. Somebody recorded the whole thing on their phone like the whole experience going through. It was, it was really cool. I love, and I love how many actors they have playing Ellie and Joel so that they like, you know, as you're walking through, you're kind of going along with them, which is really cool. But of course they're like using the lines from the video game, which is kind of cool. Yeah. It's based off of the video game versus the, Mm -hmm. versus the show. Yeah. So I'm like, that's really neat. That's really cool. I, I respect it. And I, I hope they have a great time, you know, doing it, like all of the horror horror people and people who go, you know, so. And that's a cool theme, too, because Last of Us, I mean, I know it's not really it's not really about the creatures. If you played any of the video games like Last of Us one or two, um, they're just a part. They're just more like set dressing more than anything else. <laughs> but still, it's a very nice horror theme. It's It's a very smart one. So. I think that's a good idea. Well, you know what other ideas, speaking of ideas, <laughs> we got some ideas of our own. Uh, and that is ideas about reality TV. So uh, reality TV, um, not currently struck. So um, we're, we're going to talk about it, but it don't even matter because we're going to create our own reality TV show. We're going to talk about some of our favorite reality TV tropes, what we like in reality TV, what we dislike in reality TV. By the end of this podcast, hopefully someone from one of these networks are listening and they can pick us up and are willing to pay us. Reality TV show. Yes. And will pay us properly (laughs) for our idea. Um, So where do we want to, where do we want to start? Well, I already, you were talking about some ideas that you had. So, Listen, it's okay. time. Soup Troop is finally going to be real. It's going to be realized. All right. It's a reality show that you I made up, but now it can up. be real. <laughs> you didn't say it was a reality show. I don't actually don't remember what you said it was. You yeah, were very I said it was a reality show. I did mention that. That was the joke. <laughs> you both tried to okay, look it so up on Netflix. Was it, s- it doesn't exist. Soup. It's like soup that you eat and then troop, like T R O O P? Yes. The idea I is, thought it was soup, soup like S U P E. No. Like like No, you just thought that. <laughs> no. The, uh, the, the here the show is like these people I like soup troop like I, superhero troop. I like how you got the first one different and I got the the troop part. Like I was trying to figure out what soup meant and you were trying to figure out if it was super soup. The point is, is that it's the show is a bunch of people, right, who are like masters at making soup and they go and it's a competition show, cooking competition show to make the best soup using unorthodox ingredients uh, that is provided to them. They, they don't get to pick. Like what? Like, I don't know. Like, you know, like you have to make a soup out of like marshmallows. Th- sure. You know, marshmallow <laughs> soup. Uh, you, you make soup out of like Coca-Cola or something. Like you know, you gotta you gotta make a uh, different types like different types of soup in various. Ways. I was having this conversation at work uh, like last week. Someone asked, "Is cereal a soup?" 
I hate those questions as the same as it's no. hot dog sandwich. Soup has to be hot. Right. Okay. <laughs> it has to be soup hot. Soup has to be what? Does it? Gazpacho. Okay, that's different. But that's not, but that actually is like a soup, okay? Like I was like cereal is milk with cornflakes in it. Like that like that's what it is. Soup needs to have a broth or a base. Milk is not yeah. a broth or a base. Exactly. Like no. At least that's not, where I start. Cereal is cereal. Okay? That's a cereal. Yeah, that's that's where that's probably where I would say cereal is its own category. Its own thing. But Oatmeal. I, have you heard oatmeal like referred to as hot cereal? Have you ever heard that? Yes, I have heard that. <laughs> Which I don't agree with somehow. No, I oatmeal think is oatmeal. Is oatmeal. Yeah, oatmeal is oatmeal. You I know don't know. That one I can kind of see because there are cereals with like just oats in them or like clusters. And that's kind of what oatmeal is. No, just like. No, because it's like, like you add milk like, or whatever to it. I mean, you can add milk, but you don't need it. You can make cereal out of water too, right? So you just let please delete get this from the episode and like <laughs> delete warm that it up. statement. I just say, listen, look, look what, whoa, what, 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 Jonathan? You too good to use water to make your corn <laughs> uh, uh oatmeal. Jerome, Some people can't Jerome, afford milk. <laughs> I figured you just who, drank who all your milk, milk, Jerome. That, that's what you're left with with water. <laughs> Were you the one in our episode that had the cereal with what was it? Coca Cola, yes. With Coca, it was. <laughs> yes, I did do that. I'm just saying. Listen, like some people, some people eat their cereal with water. Okay, <laughs> like regular cereal. I don't believe that. I mean, it's iconic <laughs> enough to put like your milk before your cereal. If somebody has in water and cereal, no, no. Listen, when you broke, sometimes you got to make do. Some people use a fork to no, get these cereals so they can save cereal. the milk for later. All right? <laughs> Don't get, like, I've been broke and you eat the dry cereal. I've never, ever put, like, water into my cereal. I haven't, you haven't been broke, broke enough like that before. <laughs> we just eat the dry cereal. <laughs> right. It costs more to use the water than just no, eating the dry the cereal. That was from the tap. <laughs> that's your energy. I mean, not your, that's some of your water bill. You just spent like mm-hmm. 0.2 cents with your water but bill. I already filled up my bread. That's expensive dry, though. It goes down easy. Right. All right. Eating dry cereal. It doesn't go down. It, it dries your throat How out, are you going to be like water cereal is preferred to like dry cereal? To each their own. I'm just saying. <laughs> There's some people out here. You, you, know, you, defend in, you defend in this way too much. Have you... Eating cereal with water. I feel like I want out. you to be completely like honest. The Lord has blessed me enough to not be that broke. <laughs> but I know this is people. But again, broke people can just like it's eat the dry bad, cereal. It's not a bad thing. It is a bad thing. It's a very bad thing. Um, <laughs> there should be a reality competition where they make it make it deal. <laughs> we don't condone. I can't even say it. Don't cereal and water. I was going to say you don't condone stealing, but that too. All right. It's like I said, it's psychotic enough to do milk and then your cereal. If you're putting water in your cereal, like hats off to your crazy. Cause clearly you're more than me, but I would say there should be a reality show where people try like these weird ass combinations like that. 
Oh, was like a struggle meal. How, how that's what we call struggle it. Meals. The struggle, the struggle, the struggle meals, or the struggle is meals. But no, see, I need don't to workshop it more. No, because like <laughs> the struggle meals are just two ingredient food. Like growing up, we literally ate tortillas with butter on them, which I didn't think was really a struggle food until I got older and like nobody else heard of doing that. I was like, oh, you never had a wish sandwich. A witch sandwich? Were you wish? Or wish. You- a wish. wish sandwich. Wish. What's a wish sandwich? It's a, it's two pieces of bread, and you damn sure wish you had some meat to go with it. <laughs> In between them, you just you just eat the bread. Why wouldn't you? No, but I'm just or randomly. Like, or, although I just like eating bread, so that's not really anything to do with money. Or like my ass, will just get a or like bread. Can, I can't take credit for that joke. That's from the like can, show. <laughs> or like Kendrick Lamar says in his song "Humble." Talked about syrup sandwiches. Yeah, true. You just, mm-hmm, which is the thing as well. Listen, I love, I love the bread. Love what syrup. is wrong with people that you, <laughs> you need like a condiment or something? It. No, you need you something just in need, between. Give us some flavor. Just eat the bread. I will eat a loaf of a loaf of the slice of bread. Just eat the slice That's of bread. Like a whole loaf? <laughs> That's a lot of bread. <laughs> I've eaten a whole baguette. I've literally bought a whole baguette, gotten from the store, walked home. Ate half of it. Went to my room like a fucking Alex. gerbil. Well, that's all you all you afford. Though all you be buying is just loaves of bread. Eventually, you get tired of that. You want some flavor. You want some variety. So you put some syrup between a piece well, that's of bread. What I was, no, they were saying like I ate tortillas and butter. Like that's good. You warm it up a little bit inside. But like putting syrup on bread, why? Because that's all like you got in the pantry. That's all you've got. That's all you have. That's what struggle meals are. When you got, this is all I have. I got a pack of bologna and mustard. That's in a frying pan. That's it. There's nothing else. <laughs> like I, but I got to eat. Like, so I'm going to fry up this bologna, put some mustard on it, and call that a meal. <laughs> I didn't get like- And the show, this- Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was going to say the show needs to be hosted by someone who has like famously uh, went through, like suffered from hard times uh, when they were younger and then grew up and then made a name for themselves. It needs to be hosted by by someone who can relate to the struggle. Movement. Tony Baker. <laughs> I was thinking of uh, Tiffany. Tiffany Haddish. Why was yeah, I thinking of her? Too? I was thinking of her because she. Could, all I could remember was uh, when people called her out for wearing the same dress twice on the red carpet, and she went on SNL. She's like, "I'm wearing it again." She's like, "I spent over like thousands of dollars on this dress." She's like, "I will wear it as many times as I want," and like I could see her doing that, like on that show, being like, "Yeah, you make whatever meals." I don't know. I guess when I'm doing my struggle meals, they're always just it's one ingredient. I've never thought to be like maple syrup and bread. I'm just going to eat the bread. Oh, no. Listen, I've made a few struggle meals in my time where I'm just like, I mean, I got Alfredo sauce and ramen noodles. That's pasta, right? Just mix that together. <laughs> just <laughs> eat the ramen noodles. What are like, with, with, no why are you with no packet. You don't have the packet. The packet's not. I've had the. I've had the packet. I want some Alfredo sauce. I want some Alfredo. I'll have the regular noodles. I'm going. Oh, you want? You say you want some variety. You damn right. <laughs> so, right. I don't know. I'll stick with my like single ingredient <laughs> struggle meals. I don't want to eat Alfredo sauce and like ramen noodles. I'll do like ramen noodles with like I, lime. Actually, I kind of me- Mexican up my ramen noodles often more than not. But that's not the point. I love the I love the one ingredient tacos. Like if you just 
I'm not tacos, um, nachos. If you just get some chips, sprinkle some shredded cheese on it, yep. put it in the microwave for 30 seconds. That's nachos. Amazing. Or, or uh, like the tostada, and then you sprinkle some cheese on that. That's yeah, good you too. need some protein, but you're making ramen noodles, so you cut up some hot dogs, put that in there. I feel like that's going from like struggle life to college life. That is college life. That is more. <laughs> that listen, felt more struggles college real in college vibe. too. You be broke. That's true. <laughs> like, you just be. You might have a job, but it damn sure don't pay enough. <laughs> that much I do. I love. No, I get that. When I was a uh, like eighteen, you guys were sharing an apartment. The where we worked was atta- as banquet servers. There was a cafe attached. One day, our manager was like, "Hey, we're like cleaning shit out. If you guys want to grab the sandwiches or like, you know, food or whatever." We cleaned that place out. We ate mm-hmm. those like sandwiches from the cafe for like, I think two weeks. We ate them before they got mold and we like grabbed everything as, as we can get our mitts on. And we had our coworkers be like, grab all the chips, grab whatever you can, go, go, go. <laughs> so like we survived off of sandwiches made God knows how long ago for like a couple mm-hmm. weeks, but they were, you know, pretty filling, you know, you got that protein, and nice bread. So struggle meals. Mm-hmm. That's our that's our first idea. There we go. We got one in the ba- in the can. A whole reality show dedicated to having people cook struggle meals. Actually, uh, there we go. <laughs> I have something kind of attached to that. Um, having people cook like old timey meals. So there's this TikToker, uh, D- Dylan Hollis. Really cool. He does like baking from yesterday's. He finds these like recipes from like World War One. You know, 1920s, 1910s, all that stuff. What's the like, you know, those are real struggle meals where they had like two ingredients or it was like molasses birthday cake or, you know, bread that like was so dry. It was like like a brick and then you had to soak it to like moisten it. Mm. But some of the some, some of the recipes he's read, he read don't come with proper instructions. They're like, oh, put dates in there. How many dates? How much how, cups or this and that? So trying to have somebody figure out those like really old recipes. That like or like a handful of this. How much is a handful? Who wrote this recipe? And things like that. Trying to navigate really old timey recipes that make no sense because you know they didn't use measurements back then. They like just yeah, whatever you had. Right. Hand. They just eyeballed it. They're like, this is enough. <laughs> like this yeah. is whatever you could get. Your so hands. like, <laughs> and what? And if it didn't taste right, you would just add more of whatever. Yeah, just add more of what you thought it, it needed. Did. Like it need more pepper. It's got plenty of pepper, Grandma. Psh, shut up, boy. <laughs> you need more pepper. It's, <laughs> there's another TikTok that goes around. These you season until uh, till your ancestors says stop. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking about that. I mean, like, this, uh, that's cooking is is like half experimentation, like science, and the other half is like art. <laughs> like it's so that could be a fun it, show. Yeah, where it's like yeah. really old timey ones, where it's like you get a cute story because there was like footnotes or something like that, and other stuff where it's like those were like also like real ass struggle meals too, where like they made these like prune birthday cakes because that's all you could get your hands on. Where I'm sure at the time, you know, that was fantastic. Prunes was the sweetest thing you could get. Not trying to judge, but nowadays it's like prune cake was great. What would you call it? I don't have. Oh, like call the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, Throw no, throw bake, throw bake. 
like throwback Ooh, or throwbacks. I kind of like hmm. that. You can workshop it. I like the I, I like where you're yes. at. That it's a good idea. I think it's just like it's, it's gotta it's gotta roll off the tongue. Like because I like it's, the throw bakery. The, well, because in my head I'm just like I'm like I'm thinking about like you know if if it sounds good when the announcer says it like tune in at eight seven central like for another fantastic episode of throw bake like you know what I mean like it's gotta it's gotta have that that ring to it. <laughs> right. There is a show on a streaming platform that's where people recreate snacks um like they recreate doritos they recreate kit kats they recreate like that's the competition and the person who does it the best wins and the person who does it the worst loses um usually they are not they do not look and from the judges they do not taste anything like um (laughs) <laughs> like the original, uh, but that's also because, you know, there's so much that goes into like packaged snacks that, you know, you, you can't just do in a normal kitchen. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm thinking of also a relationship show, right? But it's a relationship, like the, the hook is that it's all, they're all parents. We never get to see relationship shows with people who have kids. If we do, they're like, they, they're in the relationship currently. I mean, like a dating show where like single parents meet each other and they're just like, hey, I got a son or I got a kid. You know, I've got a daughter, whatever, or I've got two kids and I'm just trying to find love. And so they meet up, not necessarily saying that single parents. And then they're usually dumbs because the, the, the the person who they're trying to pursue is not trying to be a, right. a, a step like, parent. Not, not to say that single parents need to only be with other single parents. Just, you know, all reality shows are experiments anyway. So it's just so like, let's see, like dating shows. So let's see like what happens when you have a bunch of single parents who are looking for somebody, meet other single parents that are looking for somebody and just like see, see what happens. I think it'd be cool. And of course, also easy bankable sell, like selling point, cute kids. They sell any TV show because <laughs> they say the darnest watch things. It because of the kids, I hate kids. <laughs> I don't hate kids. I just don't want them around me or to watch them on TV. Well, I'm just saying, like, if you have like a really cute kids or whatever, and this, like, because you don't necessarily have to make it like something like a, like a Love Is Blind style or anything like that, where everybody or uh, not Love Is Blind. Uh, you know, the shows where they all live together. You don't have to do something like that, but maybe it's just like. Uh, kind of like how we did sec- uh, how sexy beast was, where we just like take a day in that person's life to see them like dating, like go on a speed date with these people and see if they make a connection and stuff I like that. I have a physical reaction when the words when the show is brought up. Sexy beast, like a <laughs> panda was uh, there. I should do editing. The- The the idea that kind of first came into my mind, <coughs> trying to think, okay, what is there a gap in the market for? And of course, this would be a competition show. That's uh, what I live for, uh, which is, you know, we've all, you know, um, so far you guys have brought up competition shows, which is awesome, perfection. Um, mine would be creating the next social media star so these people you would get 
10, however many people from around the country, maybe around the world, who have like either little to no presence on social media. Hmm. And each week- They meet coaches? They would, yeah, they, they, they would bring in coaches, you know, social media celebrities. Um, each week they would fight to become the biggest social media star. Um, they would create videos. <clears throat> uh, the people who would get the most likes or views or engagements would move on. The people who don't would stop. Uh, you know, that we get coached on how, you know, how to be on social media and stuff. So I, I think, especially now in the in the age of TikTok, I think it could it could work well. Um, the show would probably only last a season, uh, but I feel like there could be <laughs> I something there. I think that is a show. I remember there being a reality TV show surrounded by the idea of trying to make the next big social I know there was a documentary. There that, was a documentary. Maybe think of the documentary. Mm-hmm. But this would be more like competition based. Mm-hmm. That documentary was like it did it. I know the documentary you're talking about. It took three people um, and made them famous. But in that documentary, they bought followers. Oh. They legit like bought followers for the people. Um, oh. And then that like, yeah, <laughs> I was thinking oh. that, though, like by the end of the episode or season or whatever, who has the most followers? Like, that's how you can vote on your favorite by following them. Mm-hmm. Mm. As I would say, the like title, do it for the clicks or Insta Famous. <laughs> there we go. Mm-hmm. I think it would have to, because Insta Famous feels like it's too much close to yeah, Instagram. Yeah, very Instagram, Instagram. Uh, centric. And but, like, uh, I feel I like the people going <laughs> on the show would focus more on like YouTube and TikTok. TikTok. Do it for the clicks, sounds like a thing. Do it for the follows. No clicks sounds a little better. Mm-hmm. I can see that actually being a real thing because I've seen people like, I mean, there's all those people on TikTok who are like, hey, if you want to make your video go viral, use this sound, or this is the format you need to use for like those viral videos, you know, using CapCut, the app, I think. Um, and like mm-hmm. stuff like that, where there's like people genuinely coaching you on how to make mm-hmm. your videos go viral. So I I could see that you know doing that on like it would definitely have to be a streaming show. I don't see it on network TV because network TV is kind of threatened <laughs> by um, TikTok <laughs> and like internet famous people. They're mm-hmm. right. That's the reason nobody watches network TV anymore. So. I mean, listen, ask Quibi where they're at right now. They tried to compete and they found out real quick that that. <laughs> I still don't understand what Quibi was. It's trying to be like the social media streaming service, really. That's what it was trying to be. It was trying. That's why all the segments were like super short, and you could only watch it portrait mode on your phone. Yeah, they were like they were trying to be the social media streaming service. But the thing is, those two those two don't mix. That dog don't hunt. Okay, you cannot try and make TV shows that we're supposed to watch in a social media type format. We want to watch our TV shows on TV, like in a TV way. Everybody know that. And I agree and with you because like TikTokers do like their story time where you follow for multiple parts or they like do these story guided like TikToks, but it's just them doing like the same character and over and over. It's not like a TV setting. They still have the same background. Once in a while, they'll have, like, their kid or their pet right here because they were meowing or talking off camera. So, like, 
there there is a way to do a plot through multiple TikToks and have like a series. But yeah, to have like professionals doing it and because they had a lot of actors on Quibi, right? Mm-hmm. They had a weird amount. Like full on shows. Chance the Rapper had a show. They did. Uh, I think he was doing. Oh yeah, punks. Yeah. Um, another person was. Uh, they had a couple movies that were split up into like ten minute segments. Ironically, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's how a lot of people. I know one of the shows got nominated. <laughs> well, it was like shows. I know one of the shows got nominated for an Emmy. Yeah, it was like shows, and then there was like um, movies too. That like, but the movies are really weird because like, who wants to watch a movie ten minutes at a time? <laughs> doesn't make any sense. I mean, that's what we used to have to do on YouTube. Like, you know, it was like ten minutes oh, yes. with like the I'm... ad right here, the ad right here, and like the quick cutout mm. where it's like the last, uh, the last part scene, one the ending eight. part. Yeah, the last scene ending part was that part of the beginning. So you must like the last five minutes of the film or things mm. like that. I think, yeah. But- yeah, right. Or, 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 or one of the parts was taken down by YouTube for copyright. <laughs> you and it? so you get to, right. You get to it and you're like, I can't even watch, watch or this part. it's only available yeah. in another country. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, oh, I had an idea too. I was going to say, uh, I can't remember it. I'll come back. It'll come back to me. I have, I have another one. I want just a show, a legit show that continues on like some of these other talent shows uh, for actors. Like mm. we have American Idol, the voice for singers. There's So You Think You Could Dance, Dancing with the Stars for dancers. There's the rap one. We're going to get a show. Right, there's a rap one. When are we going to get one for actors? And there have been variations of this type of show. Um, Like, there's uh, the, it was the Glee project. It was where they were searching for, like, a new character for Glee. I feel like that's Um, Glee-centric. Yeah, yeah, right, that's what I'm saying, but it's like a, it's... (laughs) Right. But it's like it's it's a it's a form of that in that, mm-hmm. you know, the, the main goal is to be an actor on the show Glee. And there was there was one for like a Broadway thing. It was like there was also the search for the next um, Scream Queens. And I think that last yeah, yeah, same Scream Queens. They lasted for a season and they were able to be on like one of the Saw movies. They did Saw movie, and then another was the Scream. I think the Scream TV show when that was coming out. Another one of the Scream Queen, like another season of Scream Queens. One of those actresses went to be on that show, um, which is an interesting concept. Mm. But it's the fact that like they go on to this, they have to have a project lined up with the show, and I think that's probably right. what right slows it down. Yeah, yeah, and those shows usually last for just a season because they, once they've filled the void for that part or whatever it's not like they're going to do a season two next season because then it just becomes like a gimmick i guess so i i would want to see one that's a little more general like oh if you win this competition then you get signed with this high profile agency and you get to work with this agent or something to help help with your career or whatever Um, so i'd like to see that is it uh what would you call it? Would you call it like the action or something like that? Or uh or the uh or know your role? Uh maybe no ooh, know your role. Um slow your yeah, role. Yeah, that's <laughs> <how> the- <laughs> uh, so- slow your role. <laughs> uh 
or maybe just the actor. Who? Well, how would you do it? Would you do it? Like, oh, the actor's actually kind of cool. That sounds um, very distinguished. The, would you have like judges, or would it be more like a like people vote in type thing, like American Idol? Or I would say judges. I feel like voting in, yeah, isn't the best for like that type. Yeah, of Yeah, would just be right. The j- but then again, like Hollywood nowadays, sometimes is is a popularity contest. It's like. The most popular people they 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 want to get in those movies because they sell. So that could work. Judging could also work. I could see it more as a judge. Show. The judge should be judges should and, be Neil Patrick Harris, uh, uh, Sam Jackson, and like someone like maybe mega distinguished like Meryl Streep or something. Like you know, you, like you you cover your bases. You got like the theater folks, the like generic actor who's like in everything because they like they just love the they just love the work so they don't they don't turn down specific stuff and then like the distinguished actor who's like the hard ass who's like i'm here for true cinema for art <laughs> i <laughs> true feel like you gotta, you gotta downgrade a little bit for meryl streep i don't see her doing reality uh, TV. Uh, no I don't, i'm not saying meryl streep would do it but somebody in her like caliber who is willing to do it you know who's maybe retired and they're like, I'm not doing nothing. Sure. I'll, I'll judge on this you- reality TV show. <laughs> William Shatner. He should be on there. He's, that- <laughs> he's very okay. expressive in his performance. And I feel like he'd have some good him and that- that's Sam true. Jackson. I would actually like to see together. You need some personalities on that judge board. You know, that's what made American Idol work. Because you got Simon the grumpy one, Randy the cool one, Paula the happy one. Like that that made that dynamic work with that triple threat. And it's why they could never recreate it when they had other judges come on. Nicki Minaj, who cares? Steven Tyler, whatever. Like they're not they're not the same as our triple threat when the show started. And then Ryan Seacrest is the host, of course. But you know. <laughs> right. Would there be, and also, is there auditions? Like, like I mean, like uh, like how they do American Idol where the first like episode American is Idol. the auditions. Because I feel like American Idol, it kind of is understandable because everybody wants to audition and maybe not everybody can sing. Acting is so weirdly subjective because like there are some people who maybe they're terrible in that moment, but like unlike singing where it's like, if you have no singing voice, you will never have one. Like your vocal cords are not built for that for some people and others. It's like, you just need some workshopping acting anybody, like almost anybody can everybody be can be like, if you get the right training and maybe the right teacher, you could find your niche. Not that you would be like the next Oscar winner, but maybe you could be perfect right. for commercials. There's some people who, you know, <laughs> well, that's why the shows were split up to like screen Queens. You know, it was just based on horror film. Cause there's, in horror, I love my horror films, but like, yeah, there's no way to act not a little campy. You right. have to like be a little campy no matter what horror film. Yeah. So I can see what you mean, whereas like actors, it's subjective and like many of them, you know, have their kind of, they're more this way to this more this way. And even when they try to, even when famous actors try to break out of their, you know, common genre roles and you're like, Man, I can see why you played the action star for so long. Like, respectfully. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, that's you your niche. Stick to action. Yeah, that is yeah. Your, your niche. Like, stay in those films. Like, you can have your serious moments, but, like, you can kind of tell why you were there. Um, so, it would have to, maybe, like, every season could be, like, based off a theme. Like, 
these are the action actors. These are like, which actually would be cool because then you could probably work with like yeah. stunt, stuntmen. Which yeah, there right. was yeah. a reality that, show like maybe, that. And maybe maybe that could be one of the prizes too. Like there could be because maybe having it too general might be like okay, this person gets signed with an agency and they could dump them like a month later and we never hear from them again. <laughs> True. So maybe the prize can be, maybe the prize can be something concrete like the action season. Like we're searching for uh, a new role in this next upcoming Tom Cruise movie or whatever. Um, and then it's the drama season. We're, we're searching for someone uh, to be part of this big movie or the, the horror season. We're searching for someone for this new A24 movie or something like that. Maybe it's something like that where like, you know, like old time style where they sign up, you know, when producers actually pay their writers and actors where they sign up with the production company more than the talent agency. So it's like, hey, we're going to use you mm. for six films and these are the roles you'll have or like, you know, you're not just going to be an extra. You're going to be an extra with lines or you're going to be an extra who has at least this much screen. Something like that where it's like solid and you know for a fact you're going to at least get like a movie or two. Compared to like, mm-hmm. you may sign with a talent agent, but like, I'm I, like, I understand that's still a struggle, even if you have a good one to get into certain roles. So I think like maybe signing right. with production companies, like in the, you know, 1920s and something like that. Speaking of which, um, I also watched another movie from like the 1920s or 30, like, I think it was actually based in the 1920s or 30s. And it made me start thinking of um, offensive reality shows. You know, like those old shows where like you, you go back and you're like, like Wife Swap. That was a terrible show that should not really have been a thing, but it was. Or like, actually, this well, show was I more recent. I keep forgetting that that show existed. It'll pop up on a TikTok and I forget how terrible it actually was. This is horrible. Like, if you swap your wife for like a week and like you just have the stranger and like some of the relationships were like this feels like borderline abusive and I'm uh, it's concerning um but yeah, like that's how I feel also, about 90 day fiance where I'm like I'm like yeah sure sometimes it works out but sometimes you clearly match two people together you knew were not gonna work out together but it adds to the drama and the entertainment. So now you've ruined a person that had uh, like forced this person to have a terrible experience. Cause I'm like, if you're, if there's supposed to be like who we had this therapist come in and match these people based off their personalities. It's like, so what I'm hearing is, is that you purposefully chose these two people knowing they might work out, but really, you know, well, it really it's like depends. the whole show, um, passport bros. Like these guys are going over thinking they're going to get their traditional woman and then figure out, Oh, I'm supposed to support everybody. Like in America, we do 50 50. And they're like, this is what it means to be a traditional wife. I don't work. I take care of the house. You pay for everything. That's yeah. traditional. Uh, I was, I was going to say, I would love to see. Um, and this is not necessary. This has already kind of been a show, but they aren't doing it anymore. Is uh, Rooster Teeth years back did uh, Hardcore Monopoly. Basically, uh, they played, uh, they made like their own Monopoly game and it was this really cool Monopoly table, which you can buy their Monopoly board and stuff. It had their own, they had their own little pieces and um, uh, streets and everything. You know, they made their own Monopoly game, but they, uh, it was called Hardcore Monopoly because they were playing with real money. 
And but of course the thing about the money was nobody got the money. The money was donated. Whoever was the winner, however much money you had was donated to a charity of that person's choice. And so I think that could be a cool reality show in real life to have like some people or maybe even some like, like, you know, we always complain about how like rich people don't give back. And I think about like stuff like Shark Tank, where that show is very popular, even though like, you know, starring a lot of rich people. It's like, have some rich people play some fucking Monopoly. But for keeps, and they have to donate it's, that money to a charity of their choice, and it's like it's like a retro review that we did recently. <laughs> like, I think yeah, be, actually, I think people would tune in to watch because they'd be mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, this is the CEO of like I don't know, like the CEO of uh of Downey is playing against the like CFO Whoa. of Tide or whatever." Or something what is like it that. when uh, Zuckerberg and? Elon Musk were supposed to fight immediately. People were like, I'd watch that. I'd pay to see that. I don't know. Who, I don't care who goes down. Whoever goes down, like, I'm still cheering. So, like, I'd pay to see it. So, it's, it's something like that where it's like certain celebrities, like, I'll pay to see you fall. I'm fine with that. Who would love like to waste. see some billionaires argue over a Monopoly board, like, hold up, bitch. I know you're not trying to take Baltic Avenue. You know that was mine. <laughs> like, just, I would love just to see a millionaire <laughs> fight over anything Baltic. speaking of millionaires um, I just thought of I used to love Undercover Boss it's a good show especially when people get fired it'd be like Mm. you brought Uh this on yourself (laughs) you brought this on yourself I loved when when people were yeah I loved that that was always fun to watch Um, also when people you know were just so they would just be so compassionate um and even though the ceo didn't even know what they were doing um <laughs> it would be like oh it's okay and then and then the ceo would give them like twenty thousand dollars i love the idea of people just uh, like making up sob stories for the one day their boss might be undercover boss <laughs> just be like like yeah you know ever since i got that gout you would have gout steve shut up i have gout <laughs> I'm telling everybody. I mean, as a banquet <laughs> that server, could be a meme, like me. I had a baby and I was pregnant. So at certain times, so that can't happen. <laughs> wait, did you put on? No, like a- no, no. But you just tell people you're pregnant, and I was 18 at the time. And I looked 18. They were like, "You poor thing," and I got some nice tips. And then they were drunk, and it's a wedding, festive, so. I mean, you could have somebody just come into work and be like, oh, yeah, you're the new employee. I live a sad life. Can you take my shift next week? <laughs> like, you think somebody's living a sad life? You're like, yeah, no, I got so you. Go ahead and go just, to your gout appointment. Right. You just be telling people all this stuff. And then eventually they're just like, man, if you got all this stuff going on, why do you work here? It's like, oh, it's, just, it's a whole thing. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like that could be a meme. Like me telling my... Me telling the new hire that I just lost my house <laughs> and kids, just in case he's the CEO undercover. I feel like I saw a meme that was that. You're always thinking it's, like the, it's the boss undercover. It's just like, you need to stop uh, telling the new hires that your grandma died, okay? That it's not funny anymore. <laughs> I could have multiple grandmas. Actually, there was one time, oh, who was that name of the receptionist at Paxi when he came in through the loading dock? I forget her oh, name. Oh, uh, G- uh, G- uh, 
June. June. He's the best. There's one time me and June were talking. This was when I was working two part job, two part time jobs, and going to school full time for my bachelor's. And I was talking to her about it. She's like, "Oh yeah, I used to hike up, you know, to go to school, and then immediately have to hike down another hill to go to work, where I would work overnight." I'm like, "Oh yeah, I get you. I'm working the two uh, part time jobs." And I'm like, "I just recently like." let go of one day a week instead of working seven days a week. I'm like, I'm going to take that one day to rest. And, you know, while I'm still doing five classes, so I can finish a little bit earlier than I intended. There was this coworker who I didn't even realize he was standing there. Like he just stopped and stared at us. He's like, I dropped a class because three classes were, was too much for me. He's like, I'm only That's taking two this semester. And then we're like, Oh no, like, <laughs> man, don't. Yeah. I was like, we were just casually talking about like our struggles, and he's just like, "I'm taking two classes now." I'm like, "Oh no, no, no!" Like, we all <laughs> handle things differently. Your, your, your struggles matter too. Yeah, no, no it doesn't. Too. He's too weak. He needs to work. I harder. mean, I just <laughs> came from like my morning job to my night job, and I would have my backpack, you know, filled with all my work. But like, two classes can be a lot. I just like it's just like uh, when I started work at the Mopop uh, during the pandemic, and they were talking about how they closed off sound labs uh, where you can play instruments and stuff, and you learn how to play instruments. Um, oh, I used to love they, it. Yeah, it's open now, but they they closed it for the pandemic just because of like mostly exposure because you know a bunch of people touching guitars and drums and everything. They didn't want to risk people constantly touching other people's stuff that they just touched. Um, but also because it was common that people would, you know, they play the guitar so hard, their fingers bleed, their calluses would bust and they would be bleeding on the guitar. And I was like, I'm like, yeah, cause they're too weak for music. Their fingers aren't strong enough. <laughs> you need to build that up. Harder. <laughs> Jeez. Well, my, my idea for this, the undercover boss thing, <laughs> it would be a spinoff of undercover boss. And it would be called CEO for a day where they would, it would be like the inverse where they would take someone who was like at the lowest level of the company, make them CEO, see uh, from their point of view, what needs changing, uh, what kind of rules need to be enforced uh, and stuff like that. You say, see what needs changing. I thought you were going to go the angle of see how hard it is, because I think. I do agree, like, you know, like, it's easy for us on the bottom to be like, CEOs can just do this. It's that easy. But then it's like, it's another thing when you're actually in the damn seat and you're like, and you have like 60 meetings to go to a day. And most of them are trying to, are just trying to make one decision (laughs) because there's like, it's like 10 other people you need to get permission from before some you CEOs do have decision. it easy though no some do no, yeah, some, some absolutely do depending on the I'm company I'm just saying there's certain just companies where company. it's like like the CEO is really just like the person like you know Papa John's is in the commercials but he don't make no decisions about the pizza alright there's a board of directors that is the people well, who do that Papa John's is gone now it's true but Ooh, I'm just saying it's terrible. like it's there's some companies that are like that where it's like there's the person who's on the front and then there's like the actual company which is made up of like 30 other people and they are the ones who make the real decision. Which is, yeah, often the the board members that they're always like, it was yeah. support. And it's like, no, you're the CEO. Eh. But I get what you're saying. It almost feels like, because um, I think certain like small towns is like mayor for a day with their kids and the kids can like put in one law, you know, like a cute <laughs> little law or something like that where they just like let it go. 
Yeah, the police so do I, that where they have a <laughs> cop for a day where a kid could like arrest a person. Normally, it's another cop who's just like pretending to be a criminal. But they're like, yeah, he's like, oh, you got me. You sure got me. <laughs> like, All right, take me to jail. <laughs> oh, now, loosen up these, these these handcuffs are getting a little, a little tight. <laughs> It'd be so. Um, loosen, no, I, I didn't say tighten them. I said loose. Tim, it'd be so and funny. That's how the cop. Is if it's born. a black kid, you that's just like you twist it on him. You make the kid just start beating up. He's like, "What are you doing? Stop resisting!" <laughs> I turned oh, off my body cam. It's just just get all twisted and dark. It's like, oh my god. I think that's the only time I'd watch a, sh- a show with a kid. <laughs> Give him a little like baton. <laughs> Let's see how hard he can swing that. Yeah, they just start to whack at him like I'm already cuffed. It's like I'm just arresting. I'm 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 doing like I see the cops on TV do. <laughs> speaking speaking of kids, do you guys remember that show Kid Nation? Mm-mm. It was on. Were they like let or like sixty kids like live together? Yeah, it was like fifty. They had like forty or fifty kids, and they just lived. Un, unsupervised in this like town, this town community, um, like this Western style town. And, you know, they had to make laws. They appointed someone like the mayor for the week or something. Um, and each week they would have like a new mayor. And hmm. uh, sometimes kids miss their family and needed to go to say, home. This is sounding like the Stanford I, experiment, but just with like on a larger scale. <laughs> uh, it was. There, there was a show. The show I, I remember is where they split like. They had like ten girls and ten boys in like separate houses, and I think they would see how like the little girls would interact to the little boys interact. Usually, the little girls quickly got organized and were like, "All right, this is what we're doing," and the little boys were still just running around screaming because they had freedom. I don't remember that. Yeah, one. also I don't know what that is either. <laughs> with with kid with with kid Na- it was kid nation was a little controversial. Like the first season. Um, a girl, she got like third degree burns on her face from like because they had to like cook their own stuff and like Jeez. baking grease splashed in her face or Ooh, something. Um, yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> yeah. With <laughs> that being said, I actually I stood in line and auditioned when I was a kid for season <laughs> two. Uh, it, that was that was the start of my <laughs> reality. That that's been the only reality show that I've ever auditioned for. But I, I remember in uh, I, I auditioned for season two, and they didn't end up having a season two. They were like, season one was enough. So yeah, Cartoon Network tried to get into the reality TV show game for a minute. They had two. They had one that was like a camping show where all these kids were out in the wilderness by themselves. Which that one was a little controversial because clearly the producers were trying to push certain narratives and it's like their kids, like certain, uh, like having certain kids be like, oh man, like they're going to be in a relationship. Like, will they, won't they? And it's like, they're 16. Maybe you shouldn't be encouraging a, a, a guy to just date a girl just because you tell him to, you know, if they don't like In the each middle other. of like the woods too. Yeah. Like it, like, so that one didn't last long, but the uh, one that. I thought was cool and did last pretty long was a uh, uh, destroy build destroy where it was these kids that were like engine, like most of them are like engineering majors uh, or uh, wanted to be engineers, wanted to be builders, did robotics, whatever they would uh, be given an item, like a minivan or something, destroy it. Like they, it would blow up 
or something. And then they, from the pieces of that destroyed minivan, they have to build like a mechanism so that they could do something. Now it'd be a competition, like from this destroyed minivan, build a crane that can grab the most amount of like, uh, trash off the ground or something like that. And then whoever was the loser, their, uh, you know, whatever team of kids they lost, their machine would get blown up again. <laughs> And it would be a cool thing. All the kids would participate and be like, yeah, three, two, one, kaboom. Like, so it, it, it touched on that part of your kid brain of like, yeah, explosions and stuff. But also it was actually kind of cool to see a bunch of kids team up and build something out of like junk, essentially. I think a cool kid centric show or reality show would be, do you guys remember it was, I, I want to say VH1. Uh, they did where people lived in the house and, and it was structured in the seventies and they could only talk about things from the seventies and everything they ate. And if they mentioned something from like later years, they were kicked out of the house or set up for elimination. I think that would be great for like kids, like nowadays, especially like iPad kids to live how like we used to live with the <laughs> dial up and like all you could use the computer for was like solitary and Oregon trails and snake we, yeah and like we had a lot of more sensory friend I, well sensory-ish toys so that would also be fun and seeing them play with the toys that almost killed us as kids you know like perfection with its tiny pieces that you could swallow and lawn darts that were pure metal and could probably send you to the hospital like seeing kids play with those like real old not real old toys but those old toys that were like those came with the proper warnings nothing was plastic or nerf and just having those kids live in like the life we used to live, where it's like we had technology, but not enough technology. We we're like advanced, but not enough. And then we still got to like be the kids who were like the last kids that were like outside before. Also, parents turned a little like I don't want to say like more protective, but kind of more protective. I, I blame well, those like parenting ads that were like, "Where it's 10 p.m. Where are your kids?" Well, it's also like the world's become more dangerous back in the day. Back when we were kids, like the worst it ever got was like, like the, not to get too dark, but like Columbine, like stuff like that, where it's like, that was it. That's now right. you look at today's standards, like there's like tragedy every other day, if not every other minute. On, well, it could also be news. that it's also the social media where everything spreads so much quicker. Like, I learned about things in other yeah. country. Yeah. Which, I mean, you had to make global news to, like, be aware, like, Columbine and things like that. But I think it's just also, like, when you find they would have to deal with, like, recorded phones. And the phones that were shaped like stuff, like the hamburger. Yeah. I was wondering a hamburger That's true. phone. I had I a shoe phone. I had a, a shoe phone. I still have it. It's like a, it's like a sneaker. <laughs> but See, I think that would be so cool. They don't have like the novelty <laughs> items that we used to have, and I think just them like interacting with like novelty because sometimes even the novelty stuff was like a puzzle to use on its own for us. And, like, yeah, we have phones like this, like those stupid plastic chairs. One, you would get so warm so quickly, and like there's no support. Have you ever sat in one of those awful inflatable furnitures? Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no support, oh, nothing yeah. like that, and like you slowly sliding off because you're sweating and it's rubber or plastic. So just, I mean, that I is think the React channel, and it's inflatable, so you're always afraid that you're gonna like pop. And you can't it. leave yeah. it out outside. 
Don't leave it in the sun because then it's just a goddamn like lava, <laughs> just like, uh, like mm-hmm. a solidified like magma rock just waiting for you to sit on it and burn yourself like, ah! I guess, ah, I guess so this would be called the 90s house. I guess I want a 90s house. The proper well, because the React channel kind of did something like that for a while where they had kids react to like 90s technology. My favorite being the Game Boy, <laughs> like the original. And the kids are like, well, where's the charging port? And it's like a, the, the curators had to be like, there is no charging port. You had to have batteries. So if you went on a road trip, you better bring you a bag because you go need them. You go need plenty of batteries. They're like, well, like, and also, uh, then they showed them like the connect, the light that you had to connect on the top so you could play at nighttime. Oh yeah, so we're in the dark rabbit, and they're night. just like, when you're in the car, they're like, wait, there's no backlight. No, you had to put this on so you could play it in the dark because there is no backlight, <laughs> so you can't see the screen. Remember, remember driving in the back. And you didn't have the light and you're it's at night and you're in the car and just like trying to put it up to the window while yeah, you're the passing hoping, street like, lights street are lights, going. So you better hope you pass a gas station so you can see. <laughs> yeah. My ass would just put it this close to my eyes, which might explain why I can't see anything. There might be a good reason why I'm blind. I used to like reading in the dark and like looking at screens, which, you know. Both of the things that, that parents were always like, don't do that. At least I never sat close to the screen or the TV. I can say that much. <laughs> Clearly, uh, I still screwed up my vision. But yeah, like things like that where it's like you, ha- you couldn't just adjust the lighting. Because also with like the Game Boy, you had like the up and down and then the A and B. And that was it. Like mm-hmm. with the switch, it's touchscreen. It's you know the toggles. It's this side. Like it's all this other extra stuff where it's like you have more variety, and then you can download games. No, not only did you need to bring batteries, you needed to bring cartridges. Yeah, you had to bring games. If you mm-hmm. only had one game, that's it. Like if you had Pokemon, you 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 had you had you know stuff to do. But eventually, you get old. That get old. You need Zelda. Mm-hmm. You needed Kirby. You needed Metroid. Like other things. <laughs> To play. I think it's finally time to bring like the 90s house where you had just enough technology where I was like, cool. But you know, as I got older and I tr- I even tried playing with old technology myself, I'm like, I need this to stop. This needs to con- like it's too slow. Oh, listen, when I uh my dad somebody had donated to him or given to him a PlayStation 2, and I haven't played PlayStation 2 in a long time, and uh they were and but I still have all my PlayStation 2 games, like for the most part. I have pretty much all of them. And so I was like, oh man, you know what? I'm gonna boot it up. Let me see. And just looking at the graphics of like the polygons and like cubed people and stuff. And I'm like, there used to be a time this was the pinnacle. This was like considered legendary, like good graphics. <laughs> and now you look at the day where like stuff we make today with graphics where it looks like a movie. It looks damn near lifelike. I'm like, this is a this is a damn shame. I can't see it. Well, like <laughs> I bought the remastered of the Spyro game. That's like that's a Sonic classic and Spyro. Those are my jam. I love Spyro. I will play that game mindlessly for hours. And in my head. The remastered version was what I remember. I was like, it doesn't look any different. There's no difference. I don't know what they remastered. <laughs> he looks the same. It doesn't even look like he's more, you know, digital or anything like that. Until I saw a side by side. And I was like, wow, he is like all points in the old games. 
they didn't know mm-hmm. how to make them round. So it was like, he was so pointed. It looked like you could put him together like a puzzle piece, a 3D puzzle piece. So I was like, in my head, I was like, he looks like the remastered. Actually seeing it, I was like, wow, that is, you can see the coding <laughs> for these games. You can properly see the coding that was done to make these games. Speaking of games, that's a reality show I would love to see. Is one that follows like a competitive gaming team, like you know, or competitive gamers in general, because that's I think a market that's like weirdly not talked about. Like it's it's sports, like you know, you can go on ESPN and watch, or you know, of course, go to Evo or the many different like competitions and stuff. Um, but like for example, like we were at Pat, like when me, Al, and Chandra were at PAX, like. It's a big, it's a really cool thing. There's a couple different stages where people are competing and they're shooting like fog up, like, you know, now coming to the stage is this team. Like, it's a big deal. And, uh, and it's only getting bigger as time goes on, especially the jet, like Asian teams. There's a lot of Asian teams from different Asian countries <laughs> who Bless dominate you. a certain sport, certain games. Bless you. <laughs> um, and, uh, so I'd love to see like, Maybe like a reality show about like maybe a team that's starting up. Like they're not champions yet, but they're trying to get there on like a certain game, like Fortnite or like Halo or something. And how that affects their lives. Cause maybe, you know, cause I know for a fact there's still a lot of parents who don't get it. They're like, all you do is stay at home and play video games all goddamn day. You don't do anything. And it's like, dad, this is my job. Like I'm making money, like whatever. And it's like, no, you're not. You're wasting your life away. <laughs> So it's like, it, it'd be cool. Like you could have some dynamics in there somewhere where it's like, uh, it could be an interesting show. At the very least, it could be an interesting movie. Docu-series. Yeah. Like they did a, docu-series. a, yeah. like yeah, a docu-series, docu-series of like, the mascots where you follow like college mascots. That I didn't like. <laughs> I don't like mascots because they're too close to fairies. And then like a lot of the people the, in the suits were like creepy. So sorry. What were you going to say? Or the the or the or the cheer the one on the Netflix uh, documentary series cheer where they follow the one college team to to that whatever uh, thing in Florida like the championships or whatever. Yeah, I mean, heck, the Dallas Cowgirls, kind of like that, um, like cheerleading squad. They had a show forever, like a like multiple seasons, all following just their organization. You know. Um, which is interesting because you know that's a sport we don't think about. We don't because cheerleading is a sport in in and of itself. Oh, yeah. There's competitions. There's 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 trophies and things like they can do. It's a sport. Insane things that nobody else can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you it have to have so much trust as, Yeah, you have to have so much trust in somebody to throw you up in the air and like believe they will catch you as you come down. Because there's a moment where, like, because they throw you up in the air so they can catch you properly, get their hands in position. So there's a good amount of time before you're even coming, like, close to where they're supposed to catch you. That's a lot of trust. That's a lot of skill right there that you're able to catch that person. That person knows you're going to catch them. And then continue on with this whole coordinated routine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's dangerous, too. There's a lot of Ooh, injuries. yeah. Like yeah, the amount of cheerleaders in my high school that would have like broken legs or whatever, or like broken arm because they fell or didn't land right, like it's a dangerous sport. It is not to be. It is not for the uh, just like the every person. Like some, you got to know what you're doing, or you will hurt yourself, mm-hmm. <laughs> guaranteed. 
I do not have those uh, skills. I fall all the time. I walked <laughs> I walked face first into a door just yesterday. Um Are you, are you okay? As far as I know, I'm surprised my nose wasn't bruised because I walked hard into that door. Like there was no reason for me to go that hard into that door. For, but I did. And I made everybody look at me <laughs> at work. Thinking of sports too, bowling. I would love to see a bowling reality show. See like a person go from like a competition no, show. See the like uh, like or, follow a group of bowlers who are trying to be professionals, but they're not there yet. They're just trying. They're trying to get into the circuit. You know, like they're at the bowling alley every week. Like see their struggle to become professional bowlers because that's a hard thing to do. Like to get your get that spin right off of your hand and like and really like be dominating we're like when you bowl your average score is 200 like that's that's a normal day <laughs> i think a, either a docuseries or a reality show falling around the sports or teams you don't really think about like even mm-hmm. ping pong and um badminton. badminton things like that where it's like volleyball i feel like a lot of people don't talk about yeah volleyball. that's true they go hard into the sand. They go mm-hmm. like they fall hard on their faces sometimes because they're going. Especially that depending dive. on which volleyball, volleyball. it is, because there's like the beach volleyball and Vol- then there's like the like in the gym like with pads and everything like right hard floor. And volleyball players are usually tall. Like people don't think about that, but they're Gotta usually tall. so you can get over the net mm-hmm. and spike it. Water polo, water polo. It makes no sense to me. I would like. Oh, it's basically isn't. It's pretty much like volleyball, but in the water, right? Water polo. Yeah, but what the ball? Do they have to just keep tossing? That's where my computer. I tried to watch a game. Sorry, it's one that I could get. It's like soccer, but in the water. I think so. But they can't use their feet at all. (laughs) It's literally the whole thing about water. They're they're swimming. No, I mean. Like soccer, I mean, in the sense of like you can go, you you can go anywhere, but you have one team's goal on this side and one team's goal on this side, and the goal is to get to the other team's. Yeah, goal. but that's like you know? not necessarily. That's literally every every yeah, sport. I know. I was I like, know. why would you pick the <laughs> one with, yes. with feet? Uh, yeah, water polo, and then like I would love rugby to get a little more because. I want to. I want to play. I'm more. I want to see Seattle's rugby team. I think they're based in Tula, though. Um, I miss rugby. I can't. I watch rugby, and I even played a, like a, a game back in high school. But I can't tell you how it's played. I still don't understand it. I'll watch games, and it makes sense at the moment. But the moment I leave, it doesn't make sense anymore, and I can't describe it. And I would love for like a rugby team to be followed, and like. Get a little exposure and maybe explain exactly how this game is played. Or if somebody, you know, of our listeners can explain rugby to me. Because I swear, even when I look it up, I don't get it. I feel like I'm missing something. <laughs> it's a lot of like, I love it though. I was thinking oh. about also this show writes itself, Horse Girls. Whole show about girls that are into equestrian things. Like especially like horse riders or whatever. Horse Girls. That's the title of the show. Right, self, print it, put it on TLC. Uh, <laughs> or not TLC. What's, is that oh, what the channel is called? Yeah, TLC. 
TLC. Yeah, put it on like TLC. The one with my six, the one with my six hundred pound yeah. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. Did TLC. you hear of the and uh, my strange addiction? Mm, the worst, one of the worst reality shows they have ever come up with. I don't know who came up with this idea or who thought it was a good idea. Um, the best funerals. The <laughs> where they would literally go around. I heard of yeah. That. You should watch a clip. Yeah, I think judging people's funerals. Like, it, yeah, you. they went and judged how glamorous people's funerals were. I was like, wow. That's got to be fun for the deceased family or friends. Like, there's prob- <laughs> there's that one person who agreed to all this. But the rest of them did not agree <laughs> to while they're in their you mourning just- period to be like, okay, so the coffin's a 5 out of 10. The color right. clashes with the rest of the arrangements. If they had chosen a darker wood for this <laughs> coffin, it would have been fantastic. But let's see how Monty's funeral is going over in Los Angeles now. What the fuck? <laughs> just, just standing over the, co- the, over the casket. Double-breasted suit for the body. Mm. You hate to see it. <laughs> like just putting points on this a clipboard. Man chose a, <laughs> this man chose a purple suit to be buried in, but like... That's usually not traditional, so we'll give him a little extra point for that. Yeah, like don't be scared of color too, people. The little like caravan to the funeral home—they're like they're not clearing traffic fast enough. That's a shame. <laughs> I haven't watched the show, but I after I found it, I was I I was gonna say I'm dying to watch it, but I feel like that's a poor choice of words. <laughs> I yeah, there's there's I would love to see some uh some reality shows of maybe some not so tacked stuff. Uh just be interesting to see for sure. <laughs> Cause I think about like like hoarders, for example, where I'm like, this is not good. Why would you want to put these people out like you know, I put people on blast like this? You know what I'm saying? I know the idea is the show is supposed to help them, but I don't know. I feel like it's like, yeah, but it's a little exploitative in a little bit of a way. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're kind of putting all their business out well, there. Yeah. I, f- I feel like that's definitely a, those types of shows were definitely a lot more popular back in the day. Now, n- nowadays people don't necessarily have like a tolerance for some of the more edgy shows yeah because basketball um, wives i don't even know if that's still I on think, or like love and hip-hop where it's just it's just all drama although no that's not true because zoo's network still exists and that is also all drama out here holding black people back uh taking us <laughs> <laughs> it is zoo's network is single-handedly keeping the black populace down the whole network the <laughs> whole thing but I feel I feel like well those those shows definitely still exist like the trashy ones definitely still exist but um, we've we've strayed away from like the more maybe some of the morally unethical ones <laughs> which I don't know if it's for the better because sometimes you know you know people if they sign up for the show then they you know sometimes I mean, it is yeah but sometimes you got to save but, people from themselves because some people will do anything yeah. to be famous you got people lighting themselves on fire to be famous like you know what i mean <laughs> yeah there was that one influencer yeah. that really blew up an abandoned mall just for the views uh i think we should go back to like those cringe-worthy mtv reality shows not the 
not the like you said the morally questionable ones but the fun ones where it was like the show next and you know the room um yeah where they're super yeah room raiders where they're fake where it's clearly like okay clearly this is a set like no room nobody has these many like questionable items randomly just left out there's no way exactly so like i feel like cringy shows like that would be great yeah but you're right the morally questionable ones that they did like flavor of love that was i feel like a morally questionable i don't think that was morally questionable season two all them people remember like this was this was maybe like 10 8 to 10 years ago uh before megan and harry uh i want to marry harry you remember that vaguely i i where they brought in it was like the bachelor but uh harry i was about to say harry styles i, I uh, mean Chris harry, harry styles was the bachelor. <laughs> yeah Prince Harry was the bachelor and they made all these women think that they were having a shot with Prince Harry, but it was just a lookalike. Oh, you, I vaguely remember, remember that. that yeah. That's a, or like a Joe millionaire where they're like, you're going to marry this fancy millionaire. He's like, no, I'm a construction worker. I make like 20 grand a year. <laughs> they, I work at the Jiffy Lube. They brought that back. <laughs> they they brought that show back like last year or the year before. And it was, it was, it was different because it was, there were two guys, it was called Joe Millionaire, but there were two guys. One was a millionaire. One was not. And the women were like dating both of them. And they were like, okay, which one? I wonder which one is the millionaire <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. So it was a little less morally corrupt because at least one of them was a millionaire see but, but so. i don't feel bad about that that one i don't feel morally because here's the thing yes they did lie but let's be honest you were here to gold dig all right and now you've learned your lesson <laughs> let's be real okay <laughs> you weren't here to find love you were here to find a paycheck Look, in today's there's a difference economical <laughs> unsustainability i can't judge any longer those women I get it. <laughs> All right. If I have a chance to actually own property in my lifetime, I, I you know, lower my standards a little bit. Just saying. <laughs> but yeah, like shows like that, where it's like, like you're just manipulating a bunch of people. Or that show, uh, Gator. I think it was called that, but I don't think it was called that. But they stuck one gay person in a house with a bunch of straight people, and they were all trying to figure out who was the gay person. It's like a witch hunt going on in a house. Are you yeah, gay? You touched my shoulder. That's a little gay. That's like uh, weird because like every movement somebody makes is like, was that, that a gay that, movement? What is a gay movement, Charles? What does that mean to you? You know, like let's yeah, when, you, when, like you, when a, you come out the shower with your sh- with your towel wrapped around your waist, we all do that. Yeah, but yours was a little low. That tells me that y'all don't know. We're thinking about it. it's like it. I feel like stuff like that is just like it causes prejudice. In fact, if anything, it yeah, yeah, that's that <laughs> right. That sounds like a, a well, I well, like now. Do you guys watch like the Jubilee? Yeah, videos? yeah, I do. And they do that. They do that. Uh, the odd one out where it's like, who is the um, white person? Yeah, I don't who like the those ones. I who like the is like the gay person who middle is ground. As the only one I watch, the odd one out. I'm like, this is just teaching people how to be judgmental. If anything. <laughs> 
<laughs> I agree. There there were a couple ones where I'm like, just, but there were some that were like, I I did laugh. I did laugh. So I can't like, <laughs> the, but yeah, I don't watch them very often though. Cause they get, they do get stereotypic, very stereotypic, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I just, nah, middle ground is the only one I watch. Cause I love to hear people's conversations. Although even though sometimes the, the people they be getting, I'm just like, I don't know. I think you bought, brought this person here just to cause problems because they're kind of being very combative. <laughs> With their like statements, mm-hmm. uh, Vice does the same thing sometimes yeah. too, and just like I don't know, yeah, like this is not yeah, a great panel you put together. I think you, I think you made a mistake picking some of these people. Um, they're they're not being as open right. as they should be. Um, but you know, although that would be a nice reality show type thing too, is to have like people of differing opinions kind of like meet together and maybe like make like a like a not like a court case, but like a, um, but something in that vein, you know, like of a, like you're, you're pleading on behalf of like why there should be more trans athletes or something like that. And like, that's the case. Here's the defense. Here's the, here's the, or here's the prosecution. Here's the defense. Make your cases. And like, you know, I feel like that's up, how like, you get somebody to send, get a lot of death threats. So that's true the show would threat. be very controversial in because the sense like we'd be talking about a lot of serious like sensitive topics that's for sure yeah i mean people nowadays send death threats over everything anything i think half the reddit's stories i see am i the asshole they're like okay i'm deleting the post because of the death threats i'm just talking if you're the <laughs> asshole because you like swore at your mom what is with these death threats why what is because just people weird? have nothing better to do <laughs> Except feel powerful behind a keyboard. <laughs> like, I have nothing better to do, but like, I'll get needle point or something. I don't know. Get a You'll hobby. You'll find something better, more productive right, than, than being yeah. like, like, yo, oh, what? You don't cook your, you don't make your tea in a teapot. You microwave it in the microwave. I'm going to rip your larynx out. What? You put sugar on your grits? You don't put salt on your... (laughs) Electric chair! The fuck you mean you put the jelly on before the peanut butter? I'm about to (laughs) kill you. Who's using water with cereal? I'm going after them next. (laughs) That's my... That's that's how I start with my death threats. (laughs) Moment I find somebody using water and cereal together. Eat dry cereal. I get the struggle's real, but you ain't got to do that to anybody or yourself. <laughs> Just eat the dry cereal. <laughs> and on, on that note, circle. I feel like we've come full circle. <laughs> yeah, we've come full circle. My hate does yeah. that. Uh, th- th- <laughs> those are our reality show ideas. Uh, streamers, Networks, if you're listening, yeah, that sound good. Uh, go ahead. You want to put soup troop together? Yes, email us. Me, <laughs> right? Email us the first ones to die. We don't have to even do the chit chat. Just email us the contract with how much you're paying in the subject line, and uh, we'll be good. So uh, the first ones to die at gmail.com. We look forward to receiving your email. Um, <laughs> 
if if you're not a streamer and you're just a general audience member, uh, how can we get in touch with you, Jerome? <laughs> well, well, also, if you are the general audience, comment below. Tell us what you think about reality TV shows. If you have any ideas of a reality TV show you definitely want to see on the TLC or the HGN or the VH1 or the any, any other three, like, character channels. Uh, <laughs> uh, but you can find me uh, at not Jerome Rent on Instagram, uh, as well as uh, following also the first ones to die on our YouTube channel to see extra content that you cannot get on any of the streaming uh, audio streaming platforms that we are currently on. You can get stuff like gaming videos, uh, vlogs, book reviews, mini reviews, uh, video versions of all the podcasts, and more. So go on over to the YouTube channel. Please do subscribe, like, favorite, share, all those things. If you're watching this on YouTube right now, thank you. We appreciate you. And, uh, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Keep on keeping on, like the old folks say. Uh, Alex, where can people find you? You can find me at Alex and Nobody on TikTok and on Instagram, um, as well as the podcast TikTok, where I post little clips of our episodes, as well as something we may be talking about things we have talked about or uh things i'm doing when i'm bored because i will not send a death threat i swear if you're eating cereal and water uh so you'll just have to deal with me using a filter when i get bored instead although seriously who who's doing that anyway uh but you can find me anywhere on there no death threats but judgments i mean i have been clear that i'm i am very judgmental so it comes naturally with my face already. It's like it's there on display. So if you're surprised that I passed judgment, I mean, just like go onto YouTube if you're a listener, just look at my face for like 10 minutes and you're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you can see it. But you can find me on there um, and, you know, just give us a comment and a like on any of those videos and we can interact with each other. What about you, Drew? Jerome? <laughs> Jonathan? I'll go ahead. You can find you. me at not Jerome Rent. <laughs> Jonathan Keyes. <laughs> you can find me at Jonathan Keys on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you please. You can also follow us at the first ones to die on all of the social platforms. Email us, like I mentioned earlier, the first ones to die at gmail.com. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please give us a like and subscribe. Go ahead and comment below uh, which reality show ideas you like the best. And if you're listening to us on your audio podcast platform, then uh, go ahead and give us five stars and a rating. We would appreciate that greatly. Tune in next week. We talk about artists who should be actors. And we, by artists, we don't mean just specifically people who paint and stuff. We're talking about music artists. But those could be they could qualify. They could qualify that, that there's no there's no rule saying they can't. But you know, of course, you know, music artists, uh, visual artists. I don't know, audio artists, yeah, DJs. DJs, you know, all types of people, Foley artists, who knows? We're going to talk about the whole thing, so tune in next week. You do not want to miss that conversation. I'm sure it is going to be dabomb.com. So, anyway, until then, have a good night, have a good evening, good morning, good afternoon, whenever you're listening to this, and we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.